go off the rails Don't you know it's time to raise our sails It's freedom like you never knew Hello and welcome to a special bonus Q&A quest that's all about Panzer Dragoon! I don't, I don't think it's about that. I'm your host, Mike. David McBurney, Family Master. Uh, not sure if there's fireworks outside or the Empire striking back. <laughs> that was an oh. absolutely excellent line. <laughs> bizarre trailer. I that already. Uh, so this is a bonus episode to mostly talk about Nintendo stuff. Which is good because they had a lot more to talk about. Yeah, there were some. There was stuff. Uh, lots. Where to begin? Um, uh, so, what was the first thing they even showed? I can't remember now. Uh, Luigi Mansion 3. Uh, that's right. We, we had to live through the horrors of the pun Gooigi. <laughs> Gooigi. It uh, sucks. We have to live. I love it. Uh,. "Quote unquote surprises happen pretty quick." With uh, hey, look at the coming to the West now. Let's uh, let's just throw this out on the table immediately. Yeah, all well, these characters look. Famous. Why does this game not look like cheap garbage? Yeah, it's like <laughs> Trials of Mana. Then they get into the Mana collection, which is like finally, for the oh, love of God, was... we finally get Secret of after Mana after twenty four years. After twenty four years. We finally get an official of Seikendetsu 3, Secret of Mana 2, now Trials of Mana. Yeah, hmm. funny how that works. In English I, and French. I, I assume I did not look at what language is being translated into. I think. Uh, yeah, I like how we spent 24 years waiting for uh, official Seikendetsu 3 localization, and Square decided, what if we did it twice same time <laughs> yeah so you get to play the original it's out now uh, no, it's available i now can't on afford the, it on, on the eShop, and then yeah and then early, like an actual we were... remake unlike the secret of mana remake so yeah we were just complaining about this last night about how the last the secret of mana remake had no reason to exist because it was yeah. just the same game and one of the first things that they announced was something that disappointed people but to me was like a bellwether of oh they're actually taking this seriously this time yeah because one of the first things they announced was that the 3D remake of Trials of Mana will not have multiplayer. Which, I understand, is disappointing because people... I mean, it would probably be more disappointing if they hadn't just released the multiplayer version in England. Right. Disappointing, except for the fact that it means that they actually changed the game enough for them to have to rethink its gameplay systems. <laughs> yeah, it looks a lot different. It doesn't look like cheap garbage. It's yeah. probably still relatively cheap, but it doesn't look as cheap, which is important. Yeah. <sighs> I, it was that was weird. Like I, I'd seen people rumoring that. People rumored a lot of things that never happened. Let's talk about how many times people have rumored Mother Three now. <laughs> so, I'm trying to get like a full accounting of everything the directs, so we don't miss anything of worth. Okay, I've got I've got Nintendo's website up, so I can probably get us through most of this. Uh, but yeah, Trials of Mana, that series is not dead somehow. I'm good with that, and good with... I think this is a good way if... Well, we talked about this. That remake is weird, and not... That remake... 
that remake is weird because if you took it in a vacuum, it's like, yeah, it's just Secret of Mana, but a little uglier. But then, like, it, it just has no reason to exist. <laughs> yeah. It adds nothing. So, I, I think there's a reason that it came out, and then I feel like it was just immediately forgotten. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, this um, this collection is Dev First came out, and it's really nothing to complain about. And it, uh, Yeah, I mean, it was, it, the emulation was done by M2, who have a good track record. Uh, and are also probably the only company that would have had an appetite to be like, hey, go into this infamous coding nightmare <laughs> and insert new English text that, as far as, like, of course, people have immediately tried to hack it out. And as far as anyone seems to be able to tell, they, they there's no hack over this. They went back and rebuilt the original ROM to yeah. have English text. Well, uh... <laughs> Good on them, because that is crazy. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't don't know how you get into that business, but I'm glad that they are. I, I watched an hour-long documentary about M2, and I still don't fully understand how M2 can continue to exist. <laughs> but uh, I respect them still. Uh, yeah, that's, that's... Like, that was the one of the ones that was like, ha-ha, that was... It's ridiculous that that happened at all. Yeah, ever leak out before this because of it was it was the collection of Mana trademark, but that had been trademarked before, and we hadn't heard nothing. Yeah, so yeah, it's like yeah, people run off with very so. Okay, I pulled up the direct itself just to make sure that I don't miss nothing. So yeah, we have the horrors of Guiji. Oh, we missed a very important thing right at the beginning. A certain Smash character. after some strange technical difficulties. Explained, but not interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, possibly explained. I'm not going to assume that whatever the heck yeah. Windows was doing preparing this update was the, the complete cause, but uh, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, what were we talking about? The Smash we were talking Pro? about we had missed, uh, we had missed an important uh, relevant to our listeners' interests update, which was the the first of the Smash DLC announcement. Yay! Dragon Quest Hero Guy with alternate costumes and his other Dragon Quest heroes. Yeah, the main the main costume seems to be the Dragon Quest Eleven hero. Yeah. And then there's also costumes for Dragon Quest Eight hero, Dragon Quest Three hero, and Dragon Quest Four hero. Which are interesting choices. I think the there's some alternate colors that are designed to evoke yet more of them. Uh, I think the Dragon Quest Three Heroes alternate costume color is seemingly supposed to evoke the Dragon Quest Five hero. It's like purple and white. But, yeah, uh, that looked fun. That was it's. I did not expect that to happen because 
of the iron grip that Koichi Sugiyama has on the series music. Mm. I have no idea how much of the sun and the moon they had to promise him in order to get that to happen. Oh, Lord. But, uh, I mean, hey, Dragon Quest. There it is. And we got a release date for Dragon Quest Eleven on Switch. Yeah, September. There's a lot of September games, by yeah. the way. Like a lot, a lot of September games. Borderlands 3, Dragon Quest. Um, Nintendo itself announced like five September games. Destiny expansion. You're just, uh, you're just talking about all your loot shooters now. What the hell else is coming out in September? It's a ton. Nintendo announced like four of them, dude. What, what else uh, from Nintendo? Um... So just before September is Astro Chain, like, August 30th. Yeah, they said. Uh, Damon X Machina, which is uh, their sort of armored core looking. It's, it's, uh, let's just call it armored core. <laughs> it's armored core. It, but Damon X Machina is a cooler name, so. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> armored core is a bad name. You're a bad person. <laughs> How dare you? Why did you say that about me? Uh, what have I done? Okay, I'm seeing if I can, if any place has already updated all of these, because there's a lot of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's, I know there's other Nintendo stuff. It's just not. Link's Awakening. Yeah, that's in September? Yes. What the? <sighs> Living the good life. Nintendo, I got a baby on the way. <laughs> Spare my wallet. Too bad, buddy. So, yeah. Oh, that was the other thing that was, like, announced for right smack in the middle of everything else. Like, this is, this is moving ahead and not RPG-related, just really strange to see, which is Contra Rogue Core. Yeah, with Panda Man. Yeah, with Panda Man, it's September 24th, which sandwiches it literally directly in between Link's Awakening and Dragon Quest Eleven. Weird. Who's even developing That's... that? Uh, it's not clear other than that Nobuya Nakazato, who is the producer of Alien Wars and the director of Hardcore, is involved in some capacity. Interesting. Yeah, so they, they showed that. Uh, they, they announced Dragon Quest Hero. That was, like, again, it was, it was unexpected kind of un unexpected people have been speculating it for a while but i still didn't believe it because yeah uh they showed more of dragon quest 11 s which looks fantastic on switch yeah doesn't look like they've done had to make any significant uh fidelity downgrades to get on there and the retro mode looks sweet yeah September 27th. Uh, it has additional scenarios as well, so that's, you know, exciting. Okay, I'm jumping forward in this. Okay, that's when they got to Luigi Mansion. Gooigi! The horrors of Gooigi. Okay. Uh, after, oh, yeah! What the hell was this doing anywhere? Netflix producing, like, a tactics RPG based off of Dark Crystal. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. It was baffling that it, it looked fine. It looked like a yeah, looked, pretty standard tactics RPG. It looked pretty cool. It's just like, what? I, this is unexpected. 
Yeah, I don't know okay with this. I'll probably play it. How this how this happened. Uh, oh. I mean Oh, someone pointing out that Netflix is publishing two Switch games, but you still cannot watch Netflix on the Switch. It's weird. It's weird, it's weird, it's weird. Okay, after that they did Link's Awakening, which has a dungeon like customizer. Yeah, that's uh strange. I mean, it's neat. I presume you can share them with other people, but, like, it was, like, I feel like this is them responding in as much as they can to people saying that they want a Zelda maker with, like, essentially, this is the best we can give you because Zelda games have so many interwoven dependencies that you can't just make a dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) They also, a dungeon itself is so many interwoven dependencies that to make a satisfying one, you can't make one in ten minutes. Like, you've got to spend hours on it. But, like, the game looks really pretty. Sure does. It looks really neat, and it it seems to allow you to, like, arrange uh, possibly preset rooms, possibly you have some degree of customization over them. But, uh... Yeah, that seems to... What I'm noticing when I look at this trailer again is that it seems to have taken... So, like, when they made Link's Awakening DX, they had... uh, They had... uh, What was it? They they had the photo booth area that they added, and that's obviously not relevant anymore. So that area seems to have been taken up with the dungeon customizer. Mm. So... That's, that's kind of an interesting addition. Were there bottles in the original? Because I don't feel like there were bottles in the original, but they show you earning a bottle for completing one of those. I don't remember. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't recall there being bottles in Link's Awakening. I might be wrong, but I don't recall them. Then, then we get to the mana. And okay, now we're up to scratch. It looks great. I, I'm baffled that it doesn't look like Tebow garbage, I'm baffled that we got the collection. Oh yeah, there was another big surprise after the mana reveal. Uh, in the sense of like, everyone had heard of this thing's existence. No one necessarily believed that it was real because the idea is insane. <laughs> I still don't get it. I keep whenever someone is posts something about how crazy it is, I just find like the most ridiculous. This is magic, or you're a wizard gif that I can find. Because there's a lot a lot of options there and they're all appropriate. Yeah. Like it's it's the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt complete edition on Switch. I I don't like they showed a trailer. I don't know how much if any of that was running on Switch hardware. If any of it was, it's impressive. Um it's funny because we it, talked about how ridiculous this notion was and then it happened yep. and it's just like um Okay. There was there was enough smoke that I needed to like divest myself of the feeling that like this can't happen because the idea is insane. Yeah. And so that's why I was talking about it so much. But there's also just like I I refuse to accept that we live in a world where The Witcher Three someone went through the Herculean effort to port that to the Switch, and Persona Five is not on the Switch. A <laughs> slam dunk. Much, much easier for it. <sighs> no, I won't let go. Um, but the other... The troll. Other weird... The troll. 
other weird info has trickled out about this game as the day has gone by and people have like gotten the chance to ask uh, to essentially put a microphone in front of CD Projekt PR people and ask what the hell. And the, the questions just kind of pile up from there. So it's being handled by a company called, I think, Saber Interactive. Sounds in like conjunction a, with like in conjunction with CD Projekt Red. <laughs> so CG, Saber Interactive, they've done things before. Like, I've heard their name. Uh, they I'm also... Sure. It, just, it sounds like a fake company or like some random company. Oh, that's what they're known for. That's what they're known for. They were the they they are the company that made that did all the porting for Master Chief Collection. It took them a while, but that eventually became good. Okay. But yeah, it took them a while, but that did eventually become very good. So, Let's see, they've got a lot of other things that are like kind of oh, this is low budget and bad. But I I they seem to have technical acumen, so I will give them some credit. Um. They are working in conjunction with CD Projekt Red. And perhaps the strangest uh, statement yet made uh, about this game is that it contains all of the DLC. It's a complete edition. But it also, it's all on the cartridge. Like, they are shipping a game card that's The Witcher 3 with all of its expansions on a cartridge. They are not, none of it is a DLC voucher that you have to do after you download, <laughs> after you put the game into your switch did they say what size card it is it's got to be at bare minimum the 32 gigabyte card i i don't think they've said what size card it is and i would imagine that the answer is that it's as large of one as nintendo will let them have yeah, yeah. <laughs> which i mean like I, I i would imagine it's not difficult to be allowed to do that like i'm sure nintendo has standard sizes it's just i'm sure but that it's all about the it's expensive sizes. yeah yeah that's so why, like that's why we've had Doom and other games like that with the vouchers. Well, I don't Doom say... I think only hit its multiplayer. They're not vouchers though, precisely. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not vouchers. It's just when you pop the game in, it says it basically acts like an update. You got to download more data. Yeah, it's a title update, and so that that can be a problem for people that have bad internet. So like, if, hey, if you want to play. Everything on The Witcher 3 on a handheld, you don't have to worry about downloading anything. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? How did this happen? This is the weirdest E weirdest best E3 ever. It's <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at this trailer again. I I don't know like I don't know how much of any is on hardware, but it's I'm very impressed that they have the appetite for this. Uh I, I'm curious what what discussions went on behind the scenes that caused it to happen. It's yeah, I I don't even know. I'm curious how much someone looked at like sales figures of Skyrim and was like, eh, "There's an audience there." But I mean, there's got to be. You look at the you look at Batista's two games, uh, both Skyrim and Doom, and they have like. There's a third game, by the way. Uh, what, what was the other one? Wolfenstein oh, Two, right, the new plus. The the game that <laughs> the game I bought before the other two, although I haven't bought Doom yet. But yeah, it's on sale. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna once I get paid, I'm gonna download it. So yeah, uh, weirdly Bethesda seems to be one of the more bizarrely committed to Switch 
development in the sense that like all of their FPSs are coming to it, and like if they think they can make it work, they just go for it. And it, I mean, very strange. It seems to be working because I mean, they wouldn't have continued bothering if the if New Colossus had. It's just that it's just like it's not just that it's you can usually often I don't want to say usually but oftentimes tell whether a game is done like decently or terribly based on like where its price sits. Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes even something that does maybe be mediocre might not get all that many sales. But man, Doom is still going for sixty dollars on Switch normally. And it's still sh- like I've Sky seen World. it. Every so often I see those just sort of creep back up. <laughs> sellers on the e yeah and i mean <laughs> they've gone on sale before i missed the last doom sale and although i grabbed skyrim on the last sale but uh, i mean you can walk in like these are like the major retailers in our country here you can walk into a target and doom is still there for the switch for 60 dollars when you can <laughs> most likely Wander over to the PS4 and Xbone section. And it's twenty bucks. And grab to- Doom for twenty bucks, which tells me that people are still buying Doom on the Switch. That's sixty dollars somehow. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's that's interesting is that like they not only like committed to more of these ports, they've moved them to be much closer in release date. Like New Colossus and Doom were much were were later ports. Yeah. Whereas Youngblood and Doom Eternal seem to be lined up to come out at around the same time as the other versions. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what what's going on there, but it's kind of uh, that still just remains bizarre. Uh, after uh, there's also some Fire Emblem Three Houses info that kind of recontextualized a lot of what we knew about the game. Yep. Like that, they were just. I think it's some. Like I've seen some people complaining that they spoiled it, but I think they reached a point where they realized that like people might buy this game and not realize what they're getting. Because <laughs> <laughs> like they they were really emphasizing like you, you, it's Fire Emblem the school. You're going to be the teacher at the Fire Emblem school, and then they sort of <laughs> they sort of. Pulled the rug out from under that by showing like the five years later thing. <laughs> it's uh, interesting. Uh, but, yeah, so that that was a good trailer. I mean, like a shit's fire. I'm always gonna play it regardless. So. Yeah, should be good. <laughs> Comes out like three days before my birthday. I'm sure I'll find time. When is that again? Somehow. July 26th. Okay. So, it comes out July 26th, so... Okay, then they announced, like, Resident Evil 5 and 6 parts, which were just kind of the inevitable end. Yeah, my feed cut out in the middle of that, but... But that's fine. That's sweet. More RE. Uh... Uh, I was just saying more, more, more RE. That is sweet. Yeah, not really RPGs. We won't go into it too much, but I mean, you know, <laughs> these were the easiest uh, next level, next uh, set of ports. So that's what they did. It was weird to see them displaying them as like split screen on a single switch. Not sure how that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but that's yeah, cool. 
means, let's see, what was after that? No more Heroes 3. Oh, uh, yes. No more Heroes 3. Big fan of the very, very strange spin-off game, Travis Strikes Again. Still really, really, really wanted, like, full No More Heroes 3. And it opens with someone that's not recognizable as the protagonist of No More Heroes, the, the beloved Travis Touchdown. Uh, he's wearing, like, a truly ridiculous, kind of hideous outfit. Uh, and has different hair and a full beard. Just, just They've done their best to just disguise him, even though Robin Atkin Downs is doing his voice the same as he's ever done it. <laughs> and then he like gets into a suit of power armor, and when he comes out of the suit of power armor, he looks just like Travis Touchdown in No More Heroes 2. <laughs> but like he, like he steps out to fight what appears to be like an alien mothership, and, like, his response is, of course, the thing that I had to quote at the beginning of the episode. I'm not sure if that's fireworks or if the Empire's striking back. <laughs> it's such a perfect line. Yeah, it's it's got that Suda51 flair. Uh, it's, it, like, it does some things that, like, deliberately mirror shots. It completely recontextualized, but deliberately mirror shots from the opening of... No More Heroes 1, where you see him, like, vault off of a motorcycle, slash through something, and then, like, uh, sort of pose at the camera. And I believe in both cases he's shouting, get some. But yeah, looks great. Uh, he kind of does some suplexes and addresses the camera and assures you that it's No More Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> looks great, looks great. Uh, I just, I needed to shout about that because I love No More Heroes, I love Suda51. I'm so glad that there's going to be another one in 2020. Like that's the uh, that's that's uh, that's it was I, I was sad that only one person was watching this with me because only one person had to listen to me go from like confused as to what the trailer was to just hollering incoherently in joy. <laughs> like it was just. There, there's no other words to describe what I was doing. I was just making noise out of excitement. Oh, I know the feeling because it happened to me immediately after this. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you're, pro you're, pro you're probably not talking about the thing that was immediately after No More Heroes 3 because that's uh, Contra. Yeah, no. Okay, after <laughs> That's yeah. that's still weird. I'm not sure what to make of that. That could be good. Very yeah. strange. Who knows? Maybe. Weird. I don't know. It looks like a sequel to Neo Contra, which is a divisive entry. <laughs> uh, I think that Nakazato and like other people on the Contra team probably have some unfinished business with trying to make Contra work in 3D, which is probably part of why this is what it is. We'll see. It's... Uh, it can't work out as poorly as the last time they announced the Contra at E3, where they showed a Contra logo and then never spoke of it again. Whoops. <laughs> that was 2011. Don't think that that game's this game. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. Oh, I 
think I know what. Okay, there's also a Damon X Machina trailer. I think I know what trailer you're talking about because I saw you sort of like reboot while it was happening. Yes. So let's. Uh, let's... Damon X Machina looks cool. Uh, looks like a good sort of squad based uh, RPG. And when I saw this environment, I didn't fully know what I was looking at. And then I saw something peek its head into the camera and I was like, huh. That's a very distinctive design. I know what that is. Yeah. Well, let me set the stage for you. So I was on the way to a retro shop to look for some of those uh, Xbox and Xbox 360 games that got added to the backwards compatibility list. Um, right as they go up in price. Before they go up in price. Like I got Infinite ah. Discovery for five bucks. Oh, I'm sorry. They should have been paying you for that. No, it's fine. It was a buy two, get one free as well. So Fair enough. Fair I enough. got uh, the Indiana Jones game and Unreal Championship 2. Which is a weird the Leandry Conflict. Yes, it was a weird but fun game, and I'm very happy that I'm going to be able to play that stupid thing again. <laughs> are they going to make the online work, though, is the real question. Uh, I, I don't think that that's necessarily possible. But... I doubt it, but it's got bots, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's, but... it's a unique Unreal experience. But yeah, I was headed there, so I had the stream going like on my passenger's seat, on my phone while I was driving. And, and then I... we all collided into the oncoming lane. <laughs> and then I heard a very familiar horn uh, fanfare and <laughs> looked down at the phone and just like started cheering and the... I just lost my mind. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just making those... what the fuck is going on <laughs> just making those incoherent joy noises yes there there were rumblings that panzer dragoon was being remade but like the only thing we'd ever heard was that they were like ios and android games and we had no idea what they were going to look like and it was really terrifying to hear them talk about yeah. them. <laughs> this actually looks pretty good yeah <laughs> no just 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 to hear that hear that beautiful music like the, that I always I always forget that those games have just like this fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, I think the one of the things that's made Panzer Dragoon sticky in a way that a lot of uh, rail shooters haven't been is its sense of aesthetic, which nothing else looks like. <laughs> yeah, and nothing else quite sounds like. Uh, so yeah, it was immediately like visually and audibly recognizable as what it was, and it looks beautiful. And uh, remaking one is probably a completely fine way to bring this series back. And I hope if really when they announced it, they said they were also doing two, so we might see that eventually as well. That would be amazing because that game is even better than the first one. And so, Dragoons, buy (laughs) yeah, please buy this game, please. Because if maybe one day they'll do Saga, (laughs) if yeah, and if. Not not that saga, not the one we're always talking about, Panzer Dragon. Right. <laughs> and I'd be fine if they didn't. Like I, you know, as much as I love Saga, the series is, a, it's a rail shooter. Much series. more a rail shooter than it is. Like it's a rail shooter with an RPG entry rather than right. The saga is a cool spinoff. I think if they tried to do more of Saga, the series is just going to die. I don't. I don't know that they have what it would. What would be required? Like, I don't know that you could really do Saga again because it needs to sort of come out of nowhere. Yeah. 
but I mean, it, uh, I think I think people will play a rail shooter like this. It, it, we've we're kind of in this age, thanks to lots of indie games, where like all sorts of weird genres that just wouldn't fly years ago are like totally fine. Like <laughs> I'm remembering the last those. time. I'm remembering the last time that Nintendo devoted E3 space to a rail shooter, and it ended very badly for them. Uh, are we talking about... Um, Sin and Punishment Star Successor. Uh, whoops. <laughs> Which was a great game. Fantastic game. No one bought it. That game was like $5 within a month. Like, Nintendo games don't drop in price unless they're that game, which sold yeah. so astronomically poorly. Yeah, remember how we said... How it's probably a sign how well it's selling because Doom hasn't dropped in price. <laughs> like when you when you see really big price drop, that usually means like yeah, this is sort of stopped moving. <laughs> we don't want to sit on it. Yeah, I think uh, I saw that with uh, what's it, Sushi Strikers, not all that long ago, and it's like yeah, that didn't that seemed like a kind of tank. Yeah. Which is a shame. It looked good. I didn't have money for it, but it looked good. I played the 3DS version. It's it's okay. Yeah. It seemed fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, didn't love they it. Did, they did a very brief trailer to remind us that Pokemon Sword and Shield still exist. As if we need uh, any reminding. Uh, people are currently furious about a revelation they made later, which is that the full national decks will not be transferable to the base games at launch. Uh, it's not clear if they will be patching in further later on, or if you're going to have to wait for another version. If Nintendo could go either way, <laughs> can I just say that I don't care? There's 800 I'd... Pokemon. We don't need them all. For the love of God. I, I don't personally care, but I do understand what it feels like when your favorite Pokemon just isn't playable. Sure. So sure. I hope that they I, I'm, they will make restitution on this. It's just a question of how they're going to do it. Are yeah. they going to... Because, like, this generation will probably... It, it probably won't be as fragmented as, like... The last time that they did this was Generation 3, and that's a really fragmented, weird generation. And I don't think it'll be as fragmented as that, because they're not going to require you to buy Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness in order to get, like, the seven Pokemon that still aren't available in the mainline game. <laughs> um... But yeah, like, I've seen some people speculate they remake another game, and then when that game drops, the national decks for both kind of completes each other, because that just gives them another set of budget to just build tons and tons and tons of HD Pokemon models. It makes sense. But yeah, like, I, I would suspect that by the time all is said and done, Sword, Shield, and, like, if it has a third version, if there's a Pokemon gun or whatever, uh, that, like... I hope it's not gun for the love. <laughs> Listen, I kind of call it gun because that's funny. Pokemon flail. Um, Pokemon spear. Uh, Pokemon main gauche. Okay, that's no, that's too wordy. And like, if I saw that as a child, much like when I saw it in Final Fantasy as a child, I will not know how it's pronounced. <laughs> uh, but Pokemon yeah. Scimitar. Like, you're just going down the list of things that I mispronounced as a child. Polex? <laughs> Pokemon Spear. Uh, Pokemon Naginata? Stop. <laughs> Pokemon Nodachi? 
Pokemon, I don't know, Pokemon Phalanx. We're only allowed to, well, from now on, we're only allowed to use uh, weapons used by Ninja Turtles. So, you know, Pokemon, Pokemon Nunchucks. Uh, Pokemon Psy. Yeah. Pokemon two swords in each hand. <laughs> that reminds me, rent Pokemon bow staff. Completely random aside, but not at all random. Batman versus Ninja Turtles recently came out to home video. This does sound like something from, that would be relevant here. Yeah, from DC Animated Studios, and it's rad as fuck. Like completely. We just don't care about swearing this episode. <laughs> uh, not at the moment, anyway. Yeah, uh, it's completely awesome. Uh, the if you're watching it with your kids, it is rated PG-13. It has a few violent moments, like um, Rachel Ghoul chopping somebody's head off. Slight, slightly framed, so it's not all super violent. Uh, then Shredder's like gutting someone, like stabbing him with his claws, and you kind of see that's classic Ninja Turtle. Uh, so there's uh, there's a few. See, that's the thing. It's a completely awesome movie. It has these few violent moments, like one um, a foot soldier is being interrogated by Batman, and then he gets a a shuriken to the face. Wow. They're kind of unnecessary. Just to let you know that you're not watching a children's show, despite the fact that you bought something called Batman Meets the Ninja Turtles. Right. But other than that, it's, uh, you know, there's nothing super violent. Uh and it's completely entertaining. Uh, Batman says cowbunga at one point. Sorry, spoilers. But I mean, that was important. Yes. Uh, Who's voicing Batman at this point? <laughs> so here's the funny thing. Batman is voiced by Troy Baker. Okay, so it is that one. Jo- Joker's in the movie, voiced by Troy He's Baker. He's also voiced Troy Baker. Yes. <laughs> and he does a great job with both. Obviously. He's a good voice actor. Yeah. And he's done lots of Batman at this point. Lots of Lego Batman, but yeah, you know. That's Batman. Yep. All Batmans are valid. Not sure who voices any of the Ninja Turtles. I don't recognize their voices, but they all do a great job. Everything Uh, I've heard says they're not based on any particular set of Ninja Turtles. They're just the idea of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. No, just kind of Ninja Turtles. There's lots of good jokes. Like, um... There's one funny joke near the end that kind of plays reference to the original theme song. Like Michelangelo is like, I'm supposed to, you do the machines. I'm the party dude. That makes sense. That's good. Uh, and yeah, Michelangelo is great. He's obviously the, he's obviously the comedic relief, but he, he does like a really good job with it. And it's, it's just really good. The kind of, the action is fantastic. The animation is great can't recommend enough it's only like i think 17 bucks for the blu-ray cheaper if you just get the dvd and probably a little cheaper if you only buy it digitally somewhere it's just a I sometimes a good time uh, i sometimes imagine someone trying to directly adapt the original mirage comics which uh i believe in issue one shredder's head gets chopped off <laughs> And then they, they, they kind of just get weirder and weirder as time goes yeah. by. There's that uh, arc where Michelangelo becomes the writer. <laughs> uh, Famous oh, and, turtle novelist. And the other thing is, there's a sequel set up at the end of this, so I think oh, this, no. I think this is probably <clears throat> like a multi-film deal with Nickelodeon. So there's probably more of this coming, too. 
I don't think anyone's prepared, but we're going to have to live with that. Well, I mean, there's lots of lots more fun they can do with that. Bring in some of the other ancillary characters. I've, this movie takes place in Gotham, so I imagine, if, assuming they do another one, the next one will be in New York, and probably have more. Which is definitely not another name for Gotham, right? <laughs> I think I think they kind of make fun of that fact during the movie. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd imagine if they do a sequel, they'll they'll do that and. Um, probably bring in some more of the turtle villains this time because this had obviously lots of Batman villains and it was mostly Batman villains other than the shredder and some foot ninjas. So we'll see. It's good fun. The ultimate turtle villain, Venus de Milo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't really been interested in what the, the DC movies they've been putting out. And uh, obviously I couldn't skip this one and it was not a disappointment. So, there you go. We were trapped by the allure. Yes. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Where were we? How did we jump aside from? Yeah, that? how did you manage to get us to that? I don't know where we started from here. I think we were talking about Pokemon. We were talking about Pokemon, and you were, you were said we can only name it after the Ninja Turtles weapons, and that brought it to my mind. Okay, so yeah, Pokemon Bow Staff. Um. So yeah, uh, that, that that game looks good. It'll be fun. We talked about Astral Chain, which uh, that looks platinum as hell. Yep. Purchase that. <laughs> that's that uh, begins the curse period. Of uh, so so many expensive video games. Yep. Oh, video oh, game never die. Oh, other random side. My son is very excited for Guigi and the fact that that game is co-op. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I think four-player co-op. Yeah, the four-player co-op is for that that tower thingy. Oh yeah, yeah. Mode. yeah. But for the main story, you can use Guigi to do just like two-player co-op. Deeply unsettled by uh, a point that someone just sent to me, which was that the existence of Guigi means that we must grapple with the existence of Waguigi, <laughs> which is just an unbridled oh. hell nightmare. Waguigi and Smash now, damn it. Oh man, he'll get in there, but Waluigi will not. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, uh, speak, speaking of trolling Smash people, uh, this, uh, this, the second... We haven't reached that yet. Okay, There's a couple right, other right. things. Okay, okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. So Nintendo, like, they showed a freaking, like, indie uh, freaking tactical gangster game. Did I miss this Very. One? That was called, I think it was called like City of Sin or Empire of Sin or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some more Marvel Ultimate Alliance uh, 3. Which, uh, oh, yeah, they promised what the expansion content would be. And it's Marvel Knights, X-Men, and Fantastic Four. I don't know what Marvel Knights is. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I think it was some, like, what should we call it? it? It was a line at some point that I don't yeah. know much about. I don't know if it was a comic line or like like a ser- a comic series that brought in different characters together. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was it's time for me to it's time for me to find out while you tell while you tell me what you think of Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, I didn't really watch that. It, wow. It, 
I haven't. I still haven't played Krypton the Necrodancer yet, and it looks like I can't believe there's a roguelike I've played that you haven't. Yeah, it's weird. It looks good. I will probably be the first version of Necrodancer I play. So it does look good. Though. Yeah, it looks really good. But yeah, what of Zelda dungeons? But in your roguelike, uh, see. Oh yeah, I forgot there was like Mario and Sonic. At the Olympics again. They're back, baby. Checked out for that. It was great. You got to see Mario and Sonic surfing against each other. Nice. Also skateboarding for some reason. Have you ever watched Yoshi skateboarding? Well, you have now. Oh, have we said how great uh, Doug Bowser already is in the role? Oh, yeah. They just immediately had like a render of Bowser and a necktie try to come on. Yeah. Very good, very good. I don't think I will get sick of Bowser jokes with him. Same. I think they're going to keep finding new ways to do it, which is terrifying. <laughs> Got to see what it looks like when Bowser fails to climb a rock wall. I, I still just love that picture of like his first day at Nintendo back in the day. Where he's got, like, the Mario doll just tied up in the background yeah, and he isn't drawing attention to it. It's just so perfect. It's very cute. It's very yeah. good. Okay, so that's that's Mario. Uh, oh yeah, they did a big long thing about Animal Crossing, which uh, my brain also checked out for. Sorry. Sorry. Wow, you that guy. It looked nice. Uh, like I'm not huge Animal Crossing. I haven't played it. I, I haven't put serious time into it since the original GameCube, but it's good. Yeah, sure. But uh, it's not coming until next could, year, though, right? Is early next year, yeah. The the weirdest thing about it is that they've added, like, survival sim elements, even though it's, like, not possible to die. So, like, you just have, like, a lot more customization of your town now. Weird. So it's like, oh, you can build roads, or you can make items. They showed, like, oh, your town doesn't actually have a bridge yet, so you have to pole vault across the river. <laughs> it looks cute. It looks good. But, like, it's, it's, there's not much for us to talk about since uh, neither of us is exactly a super fan. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, then what's the sizzle reel? We'll finally get that Spyro. Uh, yep. What else was <laughs> yeah, the sizzle reel? Because I missed that, too. Uh, Silk Song, aka, okay, uh, what's the frickin'. Uh, Hollow Knight 2. Okay. Let's see. Nino Kuni remaster. Yeah. I can finally dump my PS3 copy of that. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, which is a Minecraft Diablo style thing that Microsoft's apparently putting out on everything. Even your microwave. <laughs> Probably. Microwave Dungeons. Uh, Elder Scrolls Blades. I'm just sort of watching this play out. Uh. A Devolver game called My Friend Pedro it looks very, very odd. Devolver. But it's Devolver, so that was kind of... Oh, Doom Eternal. They, they put Doom Eternal in this is real. Nice. Uh, Sinking City, which is an indie game that's been showing up in a few different places. Looks kind of neat. Uh, Wolfenstein, Youngblood. Uh, I can't even tell what this is called, because it's Loco is too small. <laughs> it appears to be... Oh, it's Dead by Daylight. 
There's a lot of zombie games. I needed to be sure I wasn't about to conflate it with a different one. Okay. Alien Isolation, what is that doing now? What? Alien Isolation is getting ported to Switch. That game you may recall as the uh, alien horror first-person game made by, I think, Creative Assembly about four or so years back for PS4 and Xbox One. Vague- uh, it's coming to Switch now. Vaguely remember it, although I get it confused with the Aliens game that shall not be named. Yeah, no, this one was good, actually, instead. Okay. Uh, That's what I thought. I, thought- I, I remember pretty recently hearing somebody talking about it, and I was very confused. Like, what? I, I thought the <laughs> game was terrible. What are, you, what are you saying? Yeah, Alien Isolation, which is now coming to Switch, that was just announced in that sizzle reel. There was no indication that existed until a couple minutes, until that very moment. Weird. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. I think we're all on board for that. Dragon Quest Builders 2, we're all on board for that. Was Disgaea uh, 4 in there at all? I don't know. I'm waiting to see what else here. Uh, here's the Stranger Things 3 game. Uh, Just Dance, because we can't escape that. We must live with hell. Uh, Catan. I know some board game people that like that. I don't get it. Super Lucky's Tale. Yep. That seems like a better fit for the Switch. Yeah, and it's called, I think it's called New Super Lucky's Tale. It looks like it's got mm. more stuff. New Super Mario Brothers Wii? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really glad uh, we streamed that game a while back. It was quite fun. I'm very glad it's going to a platform where, where it will actually find an audience. <laughs> I don't, hope so. I don't think anyone bought it. And it kind of... <laughs> It made no sense on the Xbox One. Yeah. Just just no audience for it there. Okay, some Dauntless footage, some Mario Maker 2 footage. Dauntless is coming to Switch? Yeah. Oh, it's too bad that game kind of sucks. Wow, harsh. Well, I don't want to say it sucks, it's just... Not what you wanted. <laughs> it's... It's discount brand Monster Hunter. Fair enough. Fair. It's which you know, anyone who listens to this probably knows. I say that about Paladins. It's discount brand Overwatch, except that that differentiates itself enough to be like something worth playing, whereas Dauntless does not. Sorry, Dauntless. And now, now we have reached the thing you wanted to discuss ten minutes ago, and I said no. We have to wait until we reach it. The Smash thing. Yeah, the Smash thing. Yes. So. Sitting there in this retro shop, they had the uh, direct playing on a TV in there. That makes sense. I look up and see Donkey Kong. I'm like, oh, maybe they're about to announce a new Donkey Kong, which would be sweet. <laughs> but then, you know, this the zoom out to like, oh, the shadow. <gasps> it's Banjo Kazooie. And then it's the, the, the duck hunt dog and the bird. <laughs> and the, the trolling there is amazing. It's, it's so like, good. They've just. They've rolled straight into the, like, oh, everyone hates the Duck Hunt dog because it's laughing at you, and so now it's literally just trolling you. Oh, so good. So very good. And they're they're just, like, going nuts at the fact that, like, Donkey Kong, King K. Rool, and Diddy Kong are all sort of staring at them, trying to work out what they are, and when they realize that it's not uh, Banjo and Kazooie, they, like, get real, they get upset, and, like, frickin' Duck Hunt dog and Duck get real pumped at having tricked someone <laughs> and just start, start going nuts on the screen and then oh no it's a double oh, fake out 
Yep, and then mercif- mercifully, you actually get your Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> After we get a very good section of Duck on Dog getting, like, get, going nuts and then getting its head stepped on by a bear. Yeah. Um, and, and then, uh, like, we get what will soon be a, ver- a major reaction gif on the internet, because it's just, like, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and K. Rule all going nuts. Donkey Kong's, like, pinwheeling his arm, like, the raw enthusiasm in that gift is going to pervade like people <laughs> reacting to things on the internet for quite a while. But yeah, ben- Barnjo Kazuki is now available to be played in Uh oh, did I lose you? Oh, you're cutting out, Dave. Bring me back. Here we go. Hello? Hello? Okay, you can hear me? Yep. Okay. But I don't know where I cut off, because I could always hear you. Uh, <laughs> you were still talking about Donkey Kong and K. Roll reacting. Yeah, we're gonna, we won't be able to escape that on the internet for yep. at least, you know, <laughs> ever. Uh... Let's see. Uh, but yeah, Born Joe Kazarki will be available to play in Smash Ultimate in fall. Yeah. Which, uh... Oh yeah, they also came up with a very, very powerful pun to introduce them, as they always... I lost you again. Right, right as you were about to say a pun, you cut out. It's like... Evil. Uh, to... In- to introduce them, and I'm not sure. Do you remember which what it was? No. Banjo and Kazooie are raring to go. <laughs> That's right. That's perfect. And yeah, so they they look fun. I mean, this was one of those things that no one was quite sure if they could ever actually do. Yeah. And then someone got a hold of Phil Spencer at E3 and asked him how the hell that happened. And he was like, "It, it wasn't that hard because we're also a we're a first party." company but we're also a third party licensee with Nintendo so we have channels to talk to them about this. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like our CEOs had to meet to work out whether this could happen. We just yeah. had our software people talk to their software people and draw up the contract. Yeah, it's so. it's it's a really fun time we live in that stuff like this can just kind of happen cuz it's not like Nintendo still is in like this weird space where the Switch isn't necessarily competing with like the Xbox and the PS4 for kind of the same dollar. So this kind of thing. So neither of them feel particularly threatened in such that they have to specifically not cooperate. Right. Uh, I mean, I'd say more so Sony probably wouldn't want to since. Uh... Yeah, but they're, they're, they're basically just like, and until their hand is forced, they try and kind of kick everyone else's sandcastle as much as possible. Yeah. So. Whereas Microsoft is just like, sure, yeah, we'll work with everyone. We'd really rather be a software. You want Cuphead on your Tesla? Sure, why not? That's I'm excited <laughs> for that to not only kill a Cuphead man, but also to just kill humans. <laughs> that just seems like a lot. Like, don't put games in your car. Just don't. <laughs> but I think it's really a, a smart business strategy for them. I've, you know, they're, they're a I, software company that software does hard company. Yeah. They want to sell Xboxes. They want you to buy an Xbox. They want the Xbox to have like somewhat exclusive stuff, but 
You know, some things like, let's take Minecraft, for example. It makes no sense business-wise to have Minecraft be an Xbox exclu exclusive. It makes because it won't drive sense. it can't drive people to the platform. They've already played it, but they want to play it everywhere so they can sell it elsewhere. Right, right, and it's so look, it's 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 just a great strategy that I think other companies would not take. And uh, Microsoft, obviously, being a software company, knows knows how to do this and do it well. To look at it another way, uh, the, the contrast would be that Sony is a hardware company that makes software, whereas Microsoft is a software company that makes hardware. Uh, the other thing I would point out is that, like, uh, to contrast this, this approach, uh, so this is kind of digging back to when something else was a world-beating phenomenon, but, like, anyone who was alive and cognizant in the 90s is aware of the period where Lemmings was inescapable. Yep. And you could still sell lemmings. I think you could still sell that to people and people would still kind of go nuts over it because it's a very simple puzzle game you could play on anything. You can't buy lemmings on anything. <laughs> the only thing, the last time they did a lemmings game, I think they might have announced a mobile one since I last looked, but the last time they did one was on the Vita. And guess what? That's not going to sell a console because it's not enough. But if it's available on something, people will play it. And like that's People think of something that someone will buy on anything and conflate that with being a killer app, which is something that some, someone will buy something to play. Right. And they're very different things. Like, there is, some, there is a kind of game where it's like, I'm a fan of that casually. There's always a situation where I kind of want to play it, so I want as many ways to play it as possible. And, like, that's where people... Like, kids get really into Minecraft, but, like, they don't have the disposable income to be buying and they, they don't need to buy it on everything, but they will want, they will ask their parents if they have it. Like, can I, like, can I get this version of Minecraft? It has this extra skin. And also I can play it here. <laughs> I can stop bothering you, but <laughs> yeah, like my, Minecraft, like that, that sort of thing where it's, it's ubiquitous in a certain kind of way becomes, uh, and you need to be careful about what, how you look at your brands, but like, uh, like, this is better brand management to do this kind of thing where it's like, you know, this is not something we can use to sell ourselves, but we can use it to get people to be thinking about our products, even when they're playing a competitor's product. Right. Exactly. And the competitor will let it on because it gives their product more value. So it's, it's interesting. It's a bit of corporate synergy that's kind of interesting to see because it is a less hostile corporate synergy, synergy than is usual. Yeah. Without feeling like an inherently oligarchical corporate synergy. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm, I was having an interesting conversation with people on Discord earlier about, you know, like um, how Microsoft is going to get people to buy Xboxes and buy the new Xbox. And then I don't think that's necessarily how they're thinking about it. Like they, the they make their own computers with windows on them and but they want box. you to have windows right but they want you to have windows so they don't care if you're buying say a dell computer as long as you have windows and you're buying windows products i think that's i think that's kind of why they're going with the the xbox game pass on pc because they they want another way for you to get at their stuff and um you know draw you into that ecosystem right
And, you know, they, if they play it right, they don't, they can obviously have their cool Xbox, which sounds like it's going to have lots of cool backwards compatibility and stuff. And <laughs> they can sell that as, and, and what's smart about that is then they can sell that as like the Xbox to replace your current one because all your stuff will play on it and you don't have to worry about it and it'll be faster and it'll the ultimate games pass right. machine and it'll have all the features the newest features like uh, 8k and whatever real-time ray tracing whatever the new stuff is and you know, they're really pushing hardware ray tracing for some right. reason. <laughs> and, and the way I heard somebody describe it um, uh what was I listening to? I think this may have been on like a Kotaku podcast or something it was sort of like an, an iOS approach where you'll just upgrade your Xbox every few years and like all your stuff will work. And they're, they're already kind of pushing towards that with the one X, which they, their, their project naming scheme was clearly meant to show continuity from project Scorpio to project Scarlet. Right. And the other thing I think, they talked about which i don't know if this will actually be true was like the idea of backwards and forwards compatibility where like then there won't be like a clear cutoff like new project scarlet games won't run on your old xbox they will just not as fast and they'll kind of do cut off older systems every few years as they go along i don't know if that's actually going to be the case but that was an interesting thing Interesting. Suggestion. Yeah, I would suspect that there will be games that are advertised as being essentially dual compatible. You put one disc in, and it will do. It'll run differently. Yeah. Depending upon what you're putting it in, I don't think that. I do think that there will definitely not. It won't take that long to reach software that only runs on Scarlet. But I mean, I don't think that it's going to become the norm for a few years. Right. Uh, the other thing that I would say. Dang, I had a really good stupid joke to cap that with, and it's gone. It's completely gone. That's going to ruin your life. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think that's a, that fits what they want out of the market, which is to make to draw you into the Microsoft ecosystem as much as possible, uh, and as painlessly as possible, while they uh, suck your precious uh, fluids and information. Um, but let's see. I'm impressed that neither of us brought up the big thing that they held for the last announcement. Oh, yes. How have we not talked about that yet? I'm impressed that, like, you know, I, I was intending to keep it for the end, but I'm impressed that you didn't bring it up. So I, There's just there's been so much. There was a lot. There was a lot to take in. Yeah. Like, they finally... Um we finally got confirmation of two Saga games, and I feel like we barely talked about them. <laughs> we finally got confirmation of two Saga games. A new lobster, even. Yes. I, that, I, I love that screen, and I will keep pasting I, it everywhere. I don't, I don't know if you saw it, but I actually tweeted the Square Enix account to ask, like, <laughs> tell me who cut this trailer so I can thank them personally. Please. I didn't see you I didn't see you tweeting yes. that. That's beautiful. I'll, I'll let you know if they actually reply. <laughs> Yeah, that's important to me. But yeah, the <laughs> them assuring you that Saga will your Saga will go on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we barely talked about that because there's so many things. So they guess like, they teased the new Zelda, the next Zelda game. Yeah, and, uh, and it's a direct Breath of the Wild sequel. Yes, and 
Seemingly, uh, it's a proud Majora's Mask tradition. I almost wish they didn't tease because there's so many different possibilities, and this tease doesn't really tell us all that much, other than to make our imaginations run wild. Yeah, when Imagimania runs wild on you, brother. Saw some suggestion maybe it's a prequel. I hope not, because I don't think that would be interesting. Nothing about it looks prequel. I think yeah. they said direct continuation when they were brought it up. Okay. When they when it was brought up. Good, good, good. Um, it, it really wouldn't make sense, especially given the ruined Hyrule and the existence of both Link and Zelda. Right. <laughs> so uh, I'm very curious to see where they're going with this. What that freaky monster in there is. And... There's some runes that look like the Twilight symbols. Yeah. There it's, could be a lot of things. It could be references to past Zelda games. It could be they're just to- toying with us. Who knows? But um, yeah, uh, I'm people, ready for this. People are, of course, immediately comparing the game to Majora's Mask, which seems fair. Yeah. Uh, the, they they made sure to clarify like this is not them attempting to make a game like Majora's Mask, but it is kind of that same idea. Like we're gonna kind of take this thing that we made and we're gonna do a direct continuation of it that remixes it and it's a little darker. Yeah, and honestly, it seems like more of a direct continuation than Majora's Mask was, which was kind of Majora's Mask played at being a direct continuation and then went in a completely like U-turn partway through. Yeah, <laughs> and so this. Yeah, it definitely feels like more con- continuation, like kind of, well, what do Link and Zelda do now? The Kingdom of Hyrule is kind of dead. Um, it's dead. De- Ganon's dead, but also Hyrule's dead. So, yeah, uh, Hyrule's uh, dead, and it's still has barely recovered from the destruction of 100 years ago, and it's probably still, well, I guess I guess the evil robots probably shut off after Ganon is dead, so. It's nice to hope, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it I, I I really think this one more than most of the other games works with a direct sequel just because like it's got a lot more to there's still a lot more that's broken. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not like most games where Ganon is dead, everyone's saved, like most things are good. This is just like or at least like they're at a point where nothing is going to explicitly ruin them. Yeah, it's like yeah, the world's not going to end, but we're still kind of fucked. <laughs> There's still not much world to end anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's very intriguing. And uh, it was, I, I suspect it's not even close to, I would suspect that it, at the very earliest, we will see it by the end of 2020. Yeah. Because they declined to give like an estimated release date. Like they, they had games that were uh, given an estimated release date of 2020. This just said, like, now in development. Yeah, I imagine we'll we'll start seeing this next E3. Yeah, we will, we will likely see... Because, like, unlike a lot of Zelda games, they actually just have, like, an engine and a bunch of world that they can just sort of start building on top of, which should speed up the process a fair bit. Yeah, but... I, I mean, I don't think this is going to be, like, Breath of the Wild or... Skyward Sword or anything where it's endlessly delayed. I think this will, should move pretty smoothly, but definitely is still a ways off. This but, would also seem to be the project that Monolith was staffing up for that said, like, you know, new Zelda project. Yeah. 
But I mean, after um, you know announcing Metroid Prime Four and then saying, "Well, we started development over again," I imagine they wouldn't like say, "Hey, this is development in development," unless it was going smoothly. So yeah, I don't think we're ever going to get to hear the full story of what was like. That's the bizarre thing about Metroid Prime Four is that when they canceled the original version of it, they had still never officially announced who was developing it. Yeah. And we do have indications of who it was, but, like, was it seems it? to have been a very strange experimental idea. Huh. Did you hear about this, Wales? Or? No. So the rumor says that, that what was happening was a coordinated effort between, like, several branches of Bandai Namco in places like Southeast Asia. Weird. And the issue they ran into is that some parts of the development trucked on smoothly and some parts of the development did weren't have were like super behind. Uh. Like they, they didn't have the infrastructure in place to keep that project running and it sort of eventually ran off the tracks. And as it was running off the tracks, Retro Studios of their own volition came in and tried to pitch their own Metroid Prime game. And Nintendo was like Well hmm, <laughs> this seems a lot simpler. What we'll, we'll just have you guys do it. <laughs> Well, if that's true, I'm glad that it was retro uh, suggesting yeah. their own Metroid game and not having it thrust back upon them. Yeah, like the the indication is that like people at Retro put together a pitch themselves and pitched it to Nintendo, not like Nintendo solicited a pitch from them. Okay, good, good. Oh, that reminds me that we now have like full status on most of Nintendo's like second party studios. Like Next Level Games is confirmed to be the ones making Luigi's Mansion which was the safe guess, but they had not officially revealed it. Right. Which they did Luigi's Mansion 2, so the game is in their hands. <laughs> so is Mon so do we know if this Monolith like helping with the next Zelda? Are they fully in charge of it? Do we really know? What we know is that the game shares directors with Breath of the Wild. Okay. That's about it. And, yeah, like, we know that Monolith was staffing up for a Zelda project at some point in the past year. Okay. So, like, they did development assistance on Breath of the Wild. So, presumably, like, because Monolith is, like, one of, their, one of these weird things where they have their own projects, but, like, they also, like uh, Retro, they do a lot of things where, like, this game needs more bodies on it and you guys are very technically competent and know how this kind of game works so you go help with it like that happens a lot retro helping with like mario kart 7 and 8 i believe uh monolith seems to repeatedly get called in for like when they need big worlds so monolith is probably working on something else as well that's what i'm wondering and i've lost you again Maybe Discord is not the way to go. <laughs> Discord is more uh, stable when you're on a server. When you're doing peer-to-peer, -peer, it's much more uh, unstable. Yeah, gotcha. Could you hear any of that explanation? Uh, yes. Okay. Up, up until when I asked, so Monolithsoft is probably working on something else as well. Yeah, uh, Monolith has enough employees. They have, like, at least 300 by now, so they have enough employees to be doing multiple projects at once. Probably Xeno something. Probably a Xeno something. There's another project that, like, te uh, 
Tetsuya Takahashi, I think was his name. He seems to keep wanting to get off the ground. It was like like a hard M-rated concept that he wouldn't elaborate much on, but that he just brought up in interviews a few times. Hmm. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, like th- that also runs the question of like it's not clear if he ever actually pitched that to Nintendo, so it's not yeah. clear if that ever has gone into production. But uh, yeah, so that was very very full direct. There was a lot, a lot to unpack. It's a lot of stuff. Here's video games. Rip your wallet. Yeah. We're going to have a new Fire Emblem, uh, sort of new Zelda, and uh, Luigi Mansion, and Mario Maker. I will, continue, I will continue to call it Luigi Mansion in favor of calling it Luigi's Mansion. Sweet Christmas. Luigi Mansion. Speaking of sweet Christmas, is Luke Cage in Ultimate Alliance 3? He better be. <laughs> Like, we were going to do a Spider-Man team, but, I mean, we also need Luke Cage. Yeah. So, so we can do the you know. Defenders. I saw Jessica Jones in one of the trailers. I thought I saw, like, Elektra in one of the trailers as well. Nice. I'd recognize that ridiculous pirate ninja anywhere. I honestly don't <laughs> care if Iron Fist is in the game. I would sub him with anyone else. <laughs> wow, harsh. Yeah, well, that's fair, because Iron Fist sucks. So. Yeah, he sucks. He's always sucked. I still can't believe he got two seasons of a show on Netflix. Boggles my mind. It's me, Super Karate. No one cares. The only reason people have ever cared is because you're friends with Luke Cage. Yep. That's the only context you work in. You're friends with Luke Cage and you have a cool girlfriend. Like, it's one of those situations... Like, it's one of those weird situations where, like, the... Well, I mean, the, the Netflix Marvel versus Dead. Um... But it's it's one of those weird situations where like Iron Fist is this superhero equivalent of that friend that you only like friend in big air quotes where you only hang out with them because other people are hanging out with them. <laughs> that's that's uh that's Iron Fist for for Marvel and why people have ever cared. Yep. Uh yeah. Oh Alliance, that's July 2. Yep, sure is. <laughs> so do we want to hit the like weird like shotgun volley of baffling choices that Konami just made as well? Sure. So they they released the Contra collection that they've been hinting that they've been saying would come out this summer. So that's good. And then they were like, "Hey, we got a presentation. It's for a freaking like Genesis SNES mini style system for the Turbo." What? Yeah, the Turbo Graphics Mini by Konami. Yes, because they they own like all of those games. They own Hudson. Oh, oh, that's right. I forget that. Oh, okay. And what's what's um Mini? Okay, so we only know the first six games for Eng- for the English version and the Japanese version. Let me okay. pull these up. L- because they're me. they're not they're not bad. Okay, okay. I'll, okay. I'll put that out there right now. So the TurboGrafx-16 Mini, the English version's first six titles announced are R-Type, New Adventure Island, okay. Ninja Spirit, Don't know what Alien Crush. Ninja Spirit is an awesome IRAM, uh, like action platformer. Uh, Alien Crush, 
Dungeon Explorer, Eastbrook 1 and 2. Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah, I was saving that one for the end. All right. You, you, would, you would perk up at that one. I'm, d- I'm down. Sounds neat. What's Do we have a price? price? We do not have a price, I don't think. Let's see. Yeah, Kotaku's article is not mentioning price. Okay, so it is telling that they are they have already revealed a Turbo CD game. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing I was gonna want. I was gonna ask, like if if Turbo CD games are included, and that intrigues me greatly. Yeah. And, hey Konami, how about you put the Turbo CD version of Snatcher on there? Yeah, and. When you throw that terrible, throw a terrible version of East Three on there, there's not a good version. Uh, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> there are much, much worse, worse versions than the Turbo version. For example, the Super Nintendo version, which is has just appalling hitboxes. I'm really distracted because the Kotaku article I'm looking at has a skateboard GIF playing in the background. <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. It's weird. And the Japanese version, you really take the sour with the sweet on the ones that they've announced for that one so far. I suspect a lot of these will show up in the English version as well, but like these are what they've announced for each area. So the Japanese version is also getting Dungeon Explorer, and it's also getting East one, Book 1 and 2. Like Those are already announced for it. In addition, they are getting Boxed Adventure, Superstar Soldier, The Kung Fu, the Kung if Fu? you know what that is, you know that someone like someone is screaming because they just wasted an emulation slot on a game that wasn't good to begin with and has only aged poorly. Uh, the Kung Fu, known in America as China Warrior. Did I cut out again? Nope. China Warrior, okay. I sound like I cut out again. Nope. Can you hear me? Oh, bollocks. I can hear you. Maybe I cut out... I hate okay, you, I'm back. Sword. I hate you. I'm back. You actually, I'm back, I'm back. You didn't cut out. I must have cut out for you. Yeah, it's fine. I fixed it. I can okay. hear you now. Sweet. But yeah, if you know what the Kung Fu or China Warrior are, you know what a travesty it is for that to be collected for all time. Uh, it's absolutely terrible. It's an auto-scrolling beat-em-up uh, with a big, a big karate man sprite that looks vaguely like Bruce Lee. But... They make up for it because the last listed game in the first six for Japan is Castlevania Dracula X Rondo of Blood. Yes. So, I think there's a good chance we'll get that because they've shown absolute willingness to release that over and over in the US, whether it's in English or not. So, I'm going to have to buy this little thing, aren't I? I mean, it's at least novel. I've never actually... like. Oh, like, I don't have any nostalgia for what the Turbo Graphics looks like. You're an ugly hunk of plastic, but you're at least different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of neat thing about it. Like, I never owned one. I'm not sure I ever even saw one. So. I never saw one in person when they were new. I've seen them now, but I've never seen them when they were new. So this would kind of be fun. Yeah. So the the first six games are actually pretty good. Like, Ninja Spirit's an all-time classic. Alien Crush is probably as good as video game pinballs ever been. Uh, I, I probably would have taken Devil Crush over Alien Crush, but still. I do have another question about this. Yeah. Is Konami's pachinko business down? Is that why they're doing game stuff again? What's going on? 
I can only assume that they just want to diversify again. It's like putting all your eggs in one basket basket is dangerous. Yeah. And this is this is what they have. They have things like you'll note that what they've really gone back into, like they don't have any real increase in internal development. Internally, they only make like Pro Evolution Soccer and Yu-Gi-Oh games. <laughs> when you look at what they're contracting, though, they've shown an increased willingness to contract. They didn't say who's making uh, Contra Rogue Corps, other than that it is being that the other than to clarify the involvement of Nobuya Nakazato, yeah. who was yeah, as as mentioned previously. I would suspect that he ha- he is working for another company, and that that company has been contracted. Like, that would be my immediate suspicion of what's going on with that. So what I think they have decided to do now is that now that they've largely divested themselves of internal development, that they are going to try to move into the realm of, we've got all these IPs that people still want to buy and or work with, and we'll license them to whoever. We don't give a shit. <laughs> so... Who wants to go license Castlevania to make something cool? I, I believe Koji Igarashi does, but I don't know that. Uh, I think he's a little busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He's he's fine. Let him make his own Castlevania. That's not good. Well, I'm just imagining him licensing it and then crossing it over with Bloodstain. Ooh, okay. All right. That would be pretty neat. Because that seems like a thing that he would probably just die, die at the chance to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, I could see them licensing these out to companies that give them a pitch and like a proposed budget, basically. <laughs> so who knows what we'll be seeing? Uh, but yeah, uh, the turbo version of R Type is good. Uh, Dungeon Explorer is a weird multiplayer, like sort of not quite gauntlety, but like that sort of early conception of a multiplayer RPG concept. Right. So yeah, like it's it's a good lineup so far. This could be good if its emulation isn't terrible. <laughs> All right. Very bizarre. Very strange. I don't. I hope that they don't expect the world out of this because there's not enough nostalgia in the world to sell this oh, in, no, the, no. in the West. In Japan, there is nostalgia for PC Engine that they could do, and in that, I would be. Truly shocked if none of the if none of the Japanese games are Tengai Makio to Manjimaru. Didn't Europe love the PC Engine? I don't think it came out there. Um, <laughs> I think it did. I have never heard that it was like like it was a big shooter system, so it would do well there if it came out there. I don't know. Okay, it came out in France in 1989, the UK in 1990, but they seem to have been more about their, like, their homegrown computers. Yeah. Okay, yeah, looking at it, it was discontinued in France first. Okay. So it can't have done that great there, but, like, they were very much about their home computers and Sega. So I don't know how much space there was for the Turbo. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting object because it is playing on a general sense of nostalgia for a system that no one in North America really has much nostalgia for. So uh, if they get a good lineup, which they've got a good start, I mean, I'll, I'll I'm dumb, I'll buy it. I'm d- I'm real dumb. I need you to understand this. <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, that's uh, that's us kind of doing the E3 wrap up. Yep. Oh god, why am I looking at the Dragon Quest slime controller for PS for for Switch? Uh, no, 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 that doesn't exist. Doesn't you exist. look at this this exist. absolute unit. No, no. He is beautiful. He is my friend. I already had one of those for PS2, and it like literally turned to slime. So. And guess what? It's gonna do it again. But look, <sighs> just get. Just gaze at him for a minute. Look at him. He is real and strong in my friend. Did you send me a picture? Oh, you did, didn't you? I did. I did send oh, you a picture. crap. He's got a crown. What is this? <laughs> Look at him. Why would they do this to me? He's got his own dock. That's a treasure chest. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't buy this wheel it's too perfect it's beautiful I'll it's, give you that but don't just don't it's amazing <laughs> the Kotaku article that I'm seeing that I like the picture from just says this should really just come standard with every switch song <laughs> yeah it should should why doesn't it Rubber-coated blue slime. So yeah, there's there's the concern that that rubber will eventually disintegrate. Yep. But it's beautiful while I'm looking at it. But yeah, so let's uh, wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. I think we've we've hit everything, and we're kind of burned out from how much happened today. Yeah. Uh, so this has been our special bonus show. Uh, send and leave us questions in, on this episode, the previous episode. We'll be looking at both. I still can't believe you put that out like an hour after we finished recording. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but whatever. This That's one fine. will not go up an hour after we record. It'll go up ten minutes. Uh, hope, I hope not, because I have to go to bed. <laughs> so it'll go up tomorrow, is what you're saying. Hopefully, yes. It's got to still be Jermaine when it happens. Oh, you're playing Delta now. <laughs> yeah, this is going to get turned off, though. <laughs> but yeah, so questions in the usual places. There's now a part, place in the Discord just to ask us questions. There is. Feel free to put them there. We're moving on up in the world. I think Discord uh, keeps a pretty long history. so That history will go on as long as you care to go back in it. Yep. So... Uh, if it's in there, we will eventually get to it. Uh, yeah, so see you, Space Cowboys. Yeah.